millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there. This is the Beluga Dunes podcast. Andy here. Thank you so much for deciding to listen to this episode. Um, and, and I have to go and get my notes, don't I? Yeah. Um, it, it says here I talk about the film Titus, the 1999 uh, William Shakespeare play adaptation <laughs> starring Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, uh, there is a, a six-minute shout-out. Mustn't tell you what that is yet. Uh, and I, I also talk just generally about the things I'm working on, like... Um, covers I'm doing for the comic book club kind of mock covers because every club we have is like a um a, a little it, 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 it has a title that suggests it's like a, a issue of a comic uh, the next one's issue 17 um oh yeah so Titus is the film this week uh and I do kind of spoil some of it. I I, sh- I should just Assume there's always going to be a spoiler alert for every episode. So just bear that in mind. If you haven't seen the 1999 film Titus, I'm going to talk about it in the next segment. And it's a pretty good film. So you might want to check it out before you listen to, to my uh, review. I say review. It's, the, it's just a, a, a brief talk on it. I'm just going to give my thoughts on it, basically. Yeah, um... So we'll get on to that. Uh, yeah, um, I shall, in the next segment, talk about Titus, uh, after which I shall reveal which film I will be talking about in the next episode. grind your bones to dust and with your blood and it I'll make a paste and of the paste the coffin I will rear and make two pastries of your shameful heads and bid that strumpet your unhallowed dam like to the earth swallow her own increase I'd like to talk a bit about uh, Theatre of Blood the uh, Vincent Price film um, just to start start this off, because uh, yeah, that's actually a film that kind of helped me familiarise myself with Shakespeare a bit more, because I, I think I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, I studied a couple of Shakespeare plays when I was at school, and I, I didn't really go much further beyond that. But I, I've, I've had a real interest in, um, in Shakespeare plays, uh, because the... the there's, there's nothing quite like a Shakespeare play. Um, and and I think what I like about Theatre of Blood is because it, it's simply a, a film that uh, 
uses all of the, 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 the you know, he uses the subject of death in Shakespeare plays, uh, and and does it a very creative sort of way because um, Titus Andronicus does involve, I believe, two of the characters being baked into pies. And I, I, I remember Vincent Price doing the, the monologue about saying, I will grind your bones to dust, make two pastries, that, that, that line. Um, and I think that's an example of just the, the really screwed up <laughs> kind of, you know, it's another one of those things that's so dark and unpleasant I, I, I shouldn't be able to enjoy that sort of thing. It's a sort of clockwork orange effect. I like. To, I think I'm going to call it that now. The clockwork orange effect. Something that's just so wrong. So something that you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't take take any pleasure out of, but in in a kind of sadistic sort of way. You know, as it as it's fiction, you're okay with it. <laughs> But it has to be done very creatively. It's not like we, we, we could always enjoy that. Anyway, um, I suppose that's why one of the reasons Anthony Hopkins was such a good choice for this, because obviously with like uh, the, his portrayal of um, Hannibal Lecter, uh, in in a, in a way, Titus Andronicus is a similar kind of character. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and he he really does. I mean, if you've seen Anthony Hopkins in anything, I don't really need to tell you how good he is in this. You you already know that he's going to knock this out of the park. It's just, you know, it was ideal casting. I thought. Um, I did also say in a previous episode, when, when I talked about the 1968 Romeo and Juliet film, I said I liked it mainly because it, it's what I kind of expect out of a, a Shakespeare production, you know, an adaptation of a Shakespeare play. Because even if it, it wasn't 100% historically accurate, things like the costumes and sets and everything really made me feel like I was in, I was in the time period of which that play was set. And I was I was never quite sure why. In in adaptations like the Richard the Third film, um, things like that, they 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 have to move things up to you know, a, a particular to a particular period. Anyway, I um I I thought in in this film it's it's interesting in Titus. You kind of get the feeling that they're they're mixing things up a lot, you know. It 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 it's meant to be that the style of it is quite surreal. You you have a sort of flavour of ancient Rome here, and at the same time, people in, in modern dress. Uh, but it but it is all. It, I think the creativity comes from the fact that that they. They they just they make it very unique. It's a very unique style, I would say. Um, it, and I think visually, 
I, I had I kind of got feel, kind of a Stanley Kubrick kind of vibe throughout most of it. The beginning, some I think somehow reminded me of Time Bandits because you have this child playing with his toys and then all of a sudden getting sucked into this fantasy world. Um, that that's almost like something out of like a a family film from the eighties. Of this child just being being thrown into uh, this this crazy world. But that was also interesting because, as, as I don't know the play, I don't know the original play, I didn't know if if this child was actually going to have a purpose. For a while, he, he seemed to just be an observer. He, he doesn't say anything. It's just like... It's just like he's guiding us through it. We're just, we're just following him from person to person. But they do involve him. He, he does actually have a purpose in this film. He does eventually get some lines. <laughs> and yeah, I I guess he is playing a character from the play. Would I watch this film again? Yes, I I enjoyed it. <laughs> once once again, <laughs> I'm willing to say, yep, that, that, that's, that's how much I enjoyed that one. I, I would watch it again. Anthony Hopkins just... Take you know, take. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really talked about you know, any of the other actors in it, but he's just so good, so good in this film. Yeah, if for no other reason, just watch it for him. So yeah. Um, now, tell me, internet, what film will I be talking about in the next episode of the Balugatoons podcast? Vampires, Well, on the bright side, we now get cable. It is now time for the six-minute shout-out. So let's spin that internet wheel, people. There it goes. Round and round, round the wheel goes. Once again. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a big wheel, obviously. It's going to take a long time. Yeah, um, it's slowing down. What's it going to land on, do you think? Who knows? Uh... Studio Bueno, right? Um, the art, the cartoon art of Andrew Wilmore. Yeah, I um, I spent a lot of time on Deviant Art uh, since I was in university. Um, I found that it's it's a good site for cartoonists if if you want to find out what other cartoonists are doing and what they're creating. Um, sites like that are great because you find a lot of things that look totally legit like something that um a, an artist has cooked up just completely by themselves um and you think wow that that looks like it could actually be from like a tv show or yeah it's like you, you see so much so, so so many independent artists at work on these types of galleries and yeah um one in particular I suppose because um, this this really influenced me an awful lot. It was uh, Andrew Wilmore's DeviantArt page because um, I found out from there that um, he has a blog. So a bit like me, he, he posts a lot of his his art to this this site. It's um, Studio Bueno dot Blogspot dot co dot Oh, it says UK here. I don't know if that's right. Um, 
Hang on. Uh, it should be .com, I suppose. Okay. Um, I, I think it may have automatically UK'd the, the, the website on here because I, I'm pretty sure he's based in America. Um, so, yeah. Um, if, if you can't access studiobueno.blogspot.com uh, try .co.uk or the other or <laughs> yeah um, actually because I, I think if you just type in studiobueno.com it takes you ah right so this is his main website um, sorry <laughs> yeah um, I, I think I might yeah I, I don't think I've ever been to this one before. Uh, hi, I'm Andrew. This is a place for me to share whatever I've been drawing with you. Mostly things I'm doing for fun, with occasional commissions, or freelance things I've thrown in. Freelance things thrown in. Um, yeah, this is a bit awkward. Basically, I'll, I'll, I'll take myself to the DeviantArt Gallery because that, that, that that's... That's the one that I'm most familiar with, and it, it does. This, this this is where most of his his art can be found. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've I've been coming to, to this gallery a lot. Um, and it, you know, it sounds like I'm stealing ideas. <laughs> what I would say is that pretty much everything. Well, you know, everything that I've. Um, put up on my own gallery and you know it, in some way it, it, it's, it's been influenced by uh, the uh, the characters from Studio Bueno um, and because um, the, the, uh, the characters who normally turn up um, you've got uh, Jennifer and her dog bueno so yeah um and they they uh they there there are a lot of these really wonderful illustrations uh let's see cuz i started uh getting interested in uh, these characters i think like it's probably like uh, 2009 or something, I think. Um, I think that's about as far as... Uh, uh. But yeah, um, there's, there's a lot of fan art. He's, he's done caricatures of the guys from They Might Be Giants, uh, Weird Al, Yankovic... Um, He's, he's, there's one here of Wallace and Gromit and that's really good um, and, you know, I, I suppose in, in terms of illustrating uh, there's, there's a lot to be seen here and it, 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 it's really I, I suppose it, it, it made me want to it, 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 it just gave me that um, it, it sort of, you know, just helped me to to re really want to draw and it's it's, it's hard to describe <laughs> yeah but um it, it was just a, a great thing to to be able to to look at because i just i always really enjoy looking at this type of art 
so yeah, the, it, it's just it's just been an excellent source of inspiration to me. Is what basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Andrew Wilmore, Studio Bueno. Uh, check out uh, studiobueno.deviantart.com. Best case scenario, you might get some superpowers. Worst case, some tumors, which we'll cut out. We got the fump. Ladies and gentlemen, comedy fans of all ages, Fump Fest is back. Featuring performances by 2D6, Carrie Dalby, Tim Cavanaugh, Tivo Spice, Dino Mike, The Gothsicles, The Library Bard, Mega Thruster, Rob Paravonian, Sea Monkey, Zach Shornick, Tom Smith, and Worm Quartet. And this year's guest of honor, Paul and Storm. George R.R. R. Martin, please write and write faster. Please give us boiled leather and sigils and steel. Fump Fest is taking place August 26th through 28th at the Elk Grove Holiday Inn in Chicago, Illinois. Tickets for the weekend are just $50. Join us for live concerts, panels, even more dumb parody ideas, demented karaoke, and the death of Sea Monkey. Visit FumpFest.com to register for the event and reserve your hotel now. That's F-U-M-P-F-E-S-T dot com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, now it's time for me to talk about whatever it is I want, want to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, n- nothing specific here. Just... Um, I, I did promise updates on, on my password security situation. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm trying to bear in mind any websites um, that I, I might have missed that I, I haven't updated yet. Like um, eBay might be one of them. The thing is that I, I probably did. I probably did change the password on that one, but I'm going to do it again anyway because I, I can't fully remember. And I, I have to keep freshening up all these different sites anyway <laughs> with with new passwords as often as possible yeah i think this is where it's getting a bit difficult because i i managed to kind of plow my way through a lot of these accounts that I, i've set up in the past and i managed to think about the ones that i want to keep and the ones that i want to get rid of um so now it's at a point where yeah i've got other things to do obviously um but I'm I'm still trying to make sure I keep on top of it, and I'm going to just remind myself of that. A lot of the stuff that I I talk about on this podcast is just you know just to make sure that I I don't forget about certain things. This is something that I need to keep in mind. I need to keep doing it. Um, you know what? There's another thing. 
because I I do a lot of work that goes up online, and you kind of have to be careful um, when you're putting up independently produced work, and it's mostly original stuff. Um, because you, you kind of have to take care of copyright and. Um, what I, what I have done in the past is made CDs of my work, data CDs, and um, sent them in the post to my home address uh, to, to be used in case they, they are needed in in court as evidence. Hopefully, that will never happen. <laughs> I mean, I believe that's how it works. That's what, that's what I've been told. I've been told I need to do that. Yeah, so they, they stay in the envelopes and they are apparently legal documents then. But I haven't done that for a while. I've done it for, for at least a year. So I'm, I'm probably going to work out something like that. It, it's just hard to keep track of how many CDs because I tend to make sure that I'm using two CDs each time I, I um, go ahead with this. I, I like to make a... A single folder that I can burn to two discs, um, meaning that one of them is going to be put in an envelope and sealed, and and I, I do the whole posting it to, to this address. And I um, I also like to keep a, a backup coffee, like a, an, a a duplicate for myself, because that way I can make sure that I I know what's on these discs so I can have another disc taped to the outside of the envelope for me so that I can remind myself of what's on there because that's the bit that gets a bit difficult and I need to be able to I need to tell what's what's on there so yeah um, things like that uh, also I, I thought today um, for this particular segment um, it might be interesting because a lot of the stuff that I, like all that stuff I just talked about, not particularly interesting. The most interesting stuff I can talk about is my work. So yeah, um, I think I, I brought up the um, comic book club illustrations that I've been doing because I, I saw a little opportunity. This I thought was a good incentive to do some regular artwork and to keep up you know doing illustrations uh because this uh, this comic book club that I belong to every time they create a new event um they 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 put up the event on Facebook and it always has a special title um the title of the uh the upcoming one for this month is I'm so so sorry honey uh, and I believe it's because we were meant to celebrate the comic book club's anniversary last month, but um, it, it didn't happen, and so we're going to have a late anniversary celebration. Uh, and when I when I saw the the title that they chosen, and, and and they always put an issue number, so this one's issue number seventeen, and then they that's followed by the subtitle. Um, yeah, I um, I just had an image of Harley Quinn, like the um, the Jester Harley Quinn from Batman the Animated Series, not, not the uh, the more recent version of Harley Quinn, 
because I, I do in fact have uh, the New 52 Volume 1 of Harley Quinn, and I still haven't read that. I, I intend to. I've heard it's really good. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I've, I've done like, the, the old, the classic Harley Quinn um, design, because uh, I just thought those words, I'm so, so sorry, honey, of, of all the comic book characters I could think of, it, it, it sounded kind of like, like, like the sort of thing Harley Quinn would say. So I had a go at uh, drawing, and I, you know, I I found that quite recently I I've been finding it hard to to be confident doing drawings of human beings, um, because I've never found it that easy. I'm I'm just I'm so used to drawing animals. Pretty much all of my original characters are some form of animal, and you can have fun with animals. You don't feel like you have to. Uh, draw them a, a particular way and, and really you don't have to draw people a particular way but I think the rules are a, a bit I don't know um, uh, particularly with fan art I think that's what, that's the main problem when I'm doing fan art um, yeah I, I I do struggle because I, I, don't, I don't draw people that much basically so when I, I, I had to draw this image of Harley Quinn I had to look up a lot of images online uh, and I think because I have had a, a few goes at drawing her in the past and they, they've not turned out particularly well but I, I had a good look at some of the, the pictures from Batman the Animated Series and yeah I um, I, I actually I, I think this is one of the better drawings I've done of her in fact possibly one of the better drawings of any DC character because I've I've managed to do. I've, I've given her a lot of, uh, um, of that's so the same kind of style from the animated series, but because you know I, I, I just I just have the tendency to kind of use my my own style as well. There's some of that. It is just drawn the way because uh, you know the the kind of method that I use is it's just the same for everything when I'm doing the, the comics or you know Beluga Weekly stuff um, yeah I, uh, I I didn't make it too difficult for myself I thought yeah I, I know how to do that um, yeah so <laughs> the way I normally do it so yeah it, it, it's kind of reminiscent of the cartoon but at the same time it, it it's kind of original it's not it's not perfect, but it's. <laughs> I think it's, it's one of the better drawings that I've done, and especially because I, um, I uh, yeah, th this is my own challenge, so I'm, I'm not um, not complaining, you know. But uh, I, I've not found it particularly easy, particularly easy to um, to illustrate uh, each of these topics, because so far I've I've done this. This is like the third or fourth I think I think it must be at least yeah um, this is the fifth that, that's right this is the fifth image that I've done for the comic book club um, and, and and all of them are designed to look like comic book covers because as I said they, they have an issue number for each event so I thought yeah that, that that's kind of what inspired me to do this so yeah and it's my own challenge so 
anything I find difficult, that, that's all on me. Um, but it's also, yeah, that, that's part of the fun. I, I, I need to, to challenge myself and yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, this, this is, this is my favorite of the, uh, the five, did I say five? <laughs> I'm still going through my head. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty certain that this is the fifth. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just... Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh. Um, I'm hoping that the the, uh, the illustrations that I do for this um, will improve over time because yeah that, that seems to be it seems that seems to be getting progressively better and just just hope hopefully I'm I'm not going to be too lazy with this challenge. What is my purpose? You pass butter. It is very nearly time for me to send you all on your merry way. Don't know why I say that all the time. Or I just do, but yeah, um, I just have time to tell you about the comic book club. Uh, this is the third Thursday of every month, uh, seven p.m. to ten p.m. at the Goblet's Wine Bar above Bar Street, Southampton. Uh, they have a, a Twitter at CBC Sutton, and they are Comic Book Club Southampton on Facebook as well. Yeah, because the thing is, I. I mention their Twitter every week um, I, I've, I've been on there recently and I, I've just remembered now that uh, they haven't updated since 2013 so I think most of the news you, know, the, the, you want to go to Facebook that, that one seems to be a lot more active Yeah. by the way um, I, I realise now I did give away a bit of a spoiler uh, when, I, when I talked about Titus because I kind of assumed that everyone was familiar with uh, Titus Andronicus, but um, actually, to be honest, I'm not that familiar with it. I only knew about the the thing at the end from Theatre of Blood, as I, as I mentioned. So I'm just going to apologise for that because some of you may have really wanted to, to to see that film, not knowing at all what happened. Yeah, so very sorry. Um, that won't happen again. <coughs> won't happen again. Um, but uh, my website is. Belugatoons.com, B-E-L-U-G-A-T-O-O-N-S. I feel like uh, at some point I should just put in a link to the Redbubble store. I have to tell you what that is, redbubble.belugatoons. No, uh, I'll do that again. Belugatoons.redbubble.com. Right. Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll try and make sure I put up a, a link on the website. Um so that you get easy access to it because there are a lot, of, a lot of links to all the stuff that I'm working on on the main website yeah, um, yeah this podcast is available on iTunes Stitcher Acast Deezer and SoundCloud I've recently found out that SoundCloud I think it automatically removes the old episodes so yeah that, that's, that's going to make things a lot easier for me because I, I'm, I'm not going to be paying for, for like a premium account or anything, I'm just going to use a, a free account with the SoundCloud. So you, you'll just you'll be able to hear the latest episodes on there. Right, uh, that's about it. Um, oh yeah, at uh, Belugatoons on Twitter, and if you want to get updates on the podcast, at Belugatoons Pod. That's uh, that's where you need to go. And I think that just about does it. So thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. I, I do find that incredible.
<laughs> Take care, everybody, and bye-bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.